Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Herb Dean. If you like MMA, if you like to laugh, check out the One Punch Podcast at BT Sport. This is Bruce Buffer. Tune in to the One Punch Pod on BT Sport. So welcome, welcome back to episode 12 of the BT Sport One Punch UFC pod with me, Brian Lacey, and Brad One Punch. Pick it, pick it, mate. I like that, a little bit of mixing it up there, mate. I've missed you. It's been it's been a while since I've seen you, buddy. Uh, what, just like a few hours? Maybe four hours. We had a little trip in Poland, didn't we? Did you have a good time? Uh, it was actually, I had a really good time, actually, in Poland. Yeah. The weather obviously didn't uh, come back with us, you know, no, it's no, it it really nice there in Poland, and uh, today it's been raining all day. And let's, let's, let's be, uh, listen, we, this is a circle of trust to us and our listeners, so okay. we, we need to be honest about uh, the next step of our relationship that happened over there in Poland, because there was a little mix-up with the hotel. And there was no room for a Bradley Pickett, and I kindly opened room 410 of the uh, Holiday Inn in Poland uh, to you to welcome you in. But there was there was only only <laughs> only one bed. Yes, but good job. It was a big double bed. <laughs> it was a big bed, mate. It was a big bed, and this is what we should also let the listeners know. Uh, you thought you were being really funny, you and Lee Doyle, the, the commission there, because there was no room ready for you. I said, you guys just come and put your bags in my room, like a kind. C- Samaritan yeah. that I am. Don't you worry about your stuff. It's safe with me. Let you come up to my room, put your bags in. You two went into the room first. And do you want to just tell, tell them what happened? We, you commented how nice the bed looked. It so did look nice, didn't it? It, did. it looked inviting. It yes, looked it nice. It was well made. It looked inviting, right? So me and Lee Doyle thought we'd uh, smash it up. <laughs> and we, he got in of his regions out. And, uh, right, well, I, well you, bo- you both put more flesh on show than needed to be on show to, for messing the bed up. And rubbed it into your, your your covers. Yeah, yeah, which you didn't realise yeah, at that no, point were then going to be your covers as well. Yeah. So backfired, eh? It did. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I, and... I think I got my bum end as well. <laughs> so you had, so you had... I was sleeping with my own. Yeah, that's all right. It's my, at least it was my bum. Yes, yeah, it's your bum, I suppose. That, that's that's all right. And then uh, in the night, mate, in the night, I've got to just tell our listeners that despite it being a very big bed, and it was very big. It was bigger than a king size bed. Well, it was huge. It was a big old bed. Yeah, it was. It was despite you only being four foot seven with t- Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Yeah. In the middle of the night, there I am sleeping, dreaming of pro- probably dreaming of I don't know. Let's see. Your wife. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a good start. That's a good start. Or, or Sarah Pickett too. That's okay, right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Whichever one. Um. And then I felt a little little hand on my shoulder, mate. A little little hand came wandering across to say hello. And Are you sure it was a hand. <laughs> I'm absolutely certain it was. <laughs> yeah. 
which I which I then thought, well, this this is interesting because I'm going to be honest, and we'll talk about some of my grappling a little bit later. But uh, you you could probably out grapple me, so I thought I might be in trouble. But you were just snoring away. I moved your hand across over to your side. You turned over, oblivious that you uh, you gave me a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a picket tickle in the night. I don't know. I- you have to ask Sarah because I don't even think I do that. To Mate, Sarah that's that what, I did ask your wife the next yeah. day. I sent her a message and she, she, and she said that you don't even do that. Do that to me, but little hand I on the shoulder. Bonnie. Mate. I mean, I try, I try to find Bonnie. I normally call her Bonnie. Okay, that's but that's it, it. That's it. So, uh, so that that, that, but, that. But did you feel? Um, did you feel a moment? Was, was, moment. There, was there anything there? I felt a moment, mate. Yeah. I felt a moment of pure fear. And for someone who told pure me... Pure fear, that... and I spent the rest of the night wide awake, holding onto the covers, <laughs> praying that that was just an accident, which thankfully it was. Thank, thankfully it was. Uh, but Poe was good. Um, I, I know you've been talking about it non-stop, non-stop since we got here and since we got off the plane and since that. But um, do you want to explain why my knee's been re-injured, mate? Do you want to just tell people how I re-injured... I don't well, know. Come I, on, mate. Come I, I, on. I, what, what happened? Come on. You know what happened. What well, happened? I, would hear, I don't know. Honestly, I've I've obviously blocked this out, and this must be the next, the World Cup final for you or something. So, What's, no. <laughs> so you, you, you give t- me my moment, mate. Oh, okay. Come on. What well, happened, mate? Right, Come on. Well, sell well, it. Sell I, it. Sell it. I try and sell it as best as I can. Okay. I'll be really honest. I didn't see it. No. All I saw, all I saw is Phil Davis on the floor in the nightclub. Okay. Br- brushing all these, like, when he got up, he, <laughs> he had all dirt. Because, okay, when I say it was a nightclub, we were there so long, it was a day it club. A day it was club. outside and it was bright. I mean, I can't remember, last time I'd done that, I think it was Ministry of Sound no, back, uh, back in the 90s. Wow. You know? um, but, uh, yeah, so Phil Davis Phil is Davis, on the Mr. Wonderful, ex-UFC fighter, champion in other promotions, 205-pound fighter, Division One wrestler. Carry on. He was on the floor. Yeah. How, how did he get there, man? I actually, that's what I don't know. But apparently, <laughs> with a smile on your face, you said you took him down. I d- well, we had a little grapple, yeah. and I think I surprised him with a little... Uh, but then you... Uh, then you, then you re- regretted it. I've, right? I've regretted it every second since, mate, because he stood up, wiped himself down, and then picked me up and hit me with Planet Earth. Basically, like my our little <laughs> struggle was quite funny. And then when he went, "All right, no, we're doing the business, are we?" He just picked me up. He, I think I like, leg tri- leg le- le- swept me, and my my knee was shot. So I was gangster limping out of the club at uh, uh, what what time? Four, but five. Was it, what, yeah, it was actually five in the morning. Whoa, yeah, mate, I think I remember that. That's yeah. it. But gold, mate, gold. And uh, we should also congratulate, because Mr. Luke Barnett was out there, ex-UFC fighter, uh, final of the got a victory out there, but a bigger victory in life just happened for this man out there. Uh, today, he's just had his baby. So from both of us, we'd like to wish the Barnetts, Lucy. It was one Luke. hell of the weekend for the Barnetts. Yeah, it really was, mate. And uh, and I took Phil Davis down. And regretted everything. Um, <laughs> So, this week's show, what have we got? We have got lots to look back at. So, we look at uh, UFC 238. We have the dentist himself, Mr. Darren Stewart, uh, uh, coming to talk to us. Then we'll have a little look at the next card, the Fight Night card, going down on June 22nd. Uh, plus a couple of little bits of extra news that have dropped just this morning that I want to get your thoughts and opinions on. So, uh, we'll start at the top. We'll start talking about this UFC 238. Uh, Henry Cejudo became a triple C, a triple champion, Olympic gold medalist, flyweight uh, champion and now bantamweight champion when he took out Marlon Marias in 
well, we watched the fight together and it was it was a brilliant fight. Marias, those leg kicks to start with, looked like that was going to be the story of the fight. It looked like he was dictating in the first. And then Henry Cejudo made the adjustments like he did in the D- Demetrius Johnson one when he had to switch stances and fight uh, Southport rather, rather than orthodox. He made adjustments and it wasn't a physical one. It was always the mental one. He stopped turning it into a uh, like a technical fight and he just made it a brawl and then overwhelmed uh, Marias to take the title in the end. Obviously, with the lead up to this, I mean, I'm finding Henry a little bit more cringy than ever. You know, this was one of my questions. Is he the pound for pound king of combat sports or the pound for pound king of cringe? Because yeah. there's, we, there's two sides to talk to him about. What he does in the cage is phenomenal. But then you look at some of the stuff outside, like, like the media day, <laughs> where it looked like they booked a children's <laughs> entertainer to <Yeah>. come out. <laughs> yeah, That's the thing. I didn't know, I didn't know if that was serious or, or being funny. If it was trying to be funny... You should smile and laugh about it. Yeah, but then he goes all serious. But then he was serious. He's huffing and puffing, he's veins like, popping so out of his head. Coming out in a clown outfit, but then you're really serious. It's like I don't know. Is this trying to be a joke? Or <laughs> yeah, I was just confused. But let's go back to him. To, to what we actually, like, what I respect him for, the way he could uh, adjust within a fight. He's yeah. done that a few times. You saw it with Demetrius yeah. Johnson when he when he hurt his leg. Sure. Uh, came back. You know. And then this one here, he was getting pieced up in that first round, realising distance was not the thing for him. He couldn't be on the outside taking those leg kicks. He had to come forward by down on his mouthpiece a little bit, get in the face, and he looked great. You know, he, he, he looked really good, you know. So, yeah, so I don't know who there's in in either division is, gonna, is there for him. He might have to go up a weight class. <laughs> well, ta- this is what I'll talk to you about as well. Let's say, obviously... After the fight, he then calls out names that both of us, we were watching, we were very impressed by the finish. To finish Marlon Marais in the way he did after taking such heavy leg kicks to switch the fight around was amazing. But then again, in the post-fight interview, he's not mentioning Peter Yan or Aljamain Sterling who fought on that card, any of these up-and-coming bantamweights. And I don't know whether Dominic Cruz, your own favourite, I know Dominic Cruz heard it there and then in the in the because uh, uh, he was on the desk uh, on doing comms, sorry, for, for the fight. But... They must be thanking him because they've they've just he's just made them relevant again. Uriah Faber, Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt. It's it's like he's wants to jump back a generation of, uh, yeah. of bantamweights. It's a bit weird, isn't he, it? Yeah, he, I mean, like yeah, you're getting a bit cringy. It's like oh, I won the money fights, and for me, he's on a legend tour. That's yeah, what he yeah, said. So I'm a I'm a I'm a legend tour. Yeah, that for me, when you're the champion, for one, you don't call out other people because you're the champion. It's people's jobs to call you out. You fight anyone. Yeah, you know, you don't want to call. For me, I don't, when you're champion, it's like everyone else is beneath you. You're not. Why are you calling anybody? You've got out? the X on your yeah, back yeah. already. Yeah, you yeah. Just let them come to you. Let them want to fight you. Um, yeah. So I always, I did find that find that very very weird. Because if you want me to be honest, obviously the UFC um, had a few other uh, one thirty five pounders on that on that uh, card, which. In my eyes, technically fighting for the number one contender spot, you know, because uh, yeah, some big names. Obviously, we had um, Sterling versus Pedro Munoz, and then it's we, great had, fight then as we well. had Peter Yan versus Rivera. Yeah, right. So um, they, they, are, they are massive fights within that weight class. So I think they're more relevant than anyone else. Yeah, and, and that was going to be my next question too. So we've got the other Bantams on the card. Yeah, Yan and Sterling both won. Uh, who do you think? Which performance from either of those two gave the best shout of being uh, putting themselves in that number one contender spot? This is this is tricky one. And if you go by performance or by, as you would say nowadays with UFC pay per view sort of thing, I think sure. the more interesting fight, you know, just for back and forth kind of thing, would be 
um, Sterling, you know, because Sterling's quite funny, quite brash, you yeah. know, uh, and he'd be more, I guess, of an entertaining lead up to the fight. But with performances, I think Pete Yan looked fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but he's 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 Russian, just you know, and just lives lives and die by the sword. He doesn't talk much. He's just yeah, he just does the job. But he looked great as well, dropping a Rivera a few times within that fight, you know, and he just come forward like like you know a man on the mission. Um, yeah, so in theory, if there was someone else out there, or depending on how, let's say, if Henry got hurt and was out for some time. Um, I would put um, Sterling versus Peter Yan for for the, the title shot, but they haven't got anyone else there, so it's difficult. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. What do you think about the UFC as well, and and what they do with Sterling? Because Sterling, that that fight, Munoz versus Sterling, wasn't like the main event of the prelims. It was just in the middle of the prelims. Yeah, it's a weird place to put it because Munoz had made a statement with his last victory, Sterling. I think it's three fight win streak or something like that. Yep. Really impressive win streak coming back off his last loss, which was Marias. Uh, but they they sort of buried him on that on that prelim card, which was a little bit weird. And he made noise about that. That was he the did. thing. I was like, his performance was. I thought the fight was excellent. It's the most pumped I've seen him in the cage. They were talking to each other, yeah, swearing at each other. You know, like saying, "Yeah, it was, it, it was great." But but he had to make some noise at the end. Of it. And I thought that was, that was well played on his part. Like. Yeah. Not not shying away, and he's probably got somebody. Well, he's got a corner that, uh, that they're not shy of saying what, what they no, feel, yeah. and also one of his best mates, the um, who's who's the guy that fought Habib on short notice. I've forgotten his name now. Hello, Quinta. Hello, Quinta. Thank you. Um, that, that he's been very vocal about yeah. the UFC and the way they treat um, him in particular. But Aljamain Sterling made, made a real point of saying, "Look, I'm here. This is what I've done. I've just taken out Munoz. That was that was an excellent fight. And Munoz is is superb and, and was on a tear of his own. Um, do you think that just the fact he made that noise should earn him should earn him that? Unfortunately, just the the way the way the world works is, and sometimes the dog who barks the loudest gets the bigger bone, and that's what it is with the UFC. If you start, it's hard to be a quiet person now. You you can't just put on good fights. You you need to, unless the spectacular you know spectacular finishes. If you're winning decisions, even though you do well and do good, I think. It's not as more if, if you're knocking people out cold or submitting people left sure. right and so then, then that that obviously does you big, bigger favors. But sometimes it's like you, how you talk, you know, like and if you do both, you knock people out and you talk well, you, you're Conor McGregor. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to defend your title. No. Then. No, <laughs> no, yeah, that's don't it. Have to defend any Score for make a hundred million in another sport. That's that's it. Um, so let's uh, let's let's ask the question about Yan as well because this is something I didn't realize. Uh, it's 360 days he's been in the UFC, I believe. The 360 five fights in one five year. Five fights yeah. in one year, and I believe he's he's had two contract renegotiations. Just to, that shows you how hot the UFC are keeping him. Peter Yan is he's something special. I think the UFC spot that, and especially when they're trying to make this market as big as they want it to be in Russia. Uh, that performance was as solid as you're going to get against a dangerous opponent. Yeah, de- de- definitely. You know, um, and I say since since he come into the UFC, yeah, I mean like. He's one of those guys where there's not a lot of noise around him, really. So he's one of those guys that you don't really want to fight. So I think people would definitely be avoiding him now. Okay. You know? I, I think so, you know. But hard now, you know, obviously he's on the main card. So it's good that now the UFC promoting him a bit bigger is on the main card sort of thing. So now, uh, yeah, I, I just think he's one of those tricky people. You know, people ain't going to want to fight him, really. He's not like a big money fight or anything like that. Like I say, he's very keeps himself to himself you know so yeah 
That's a dangerous fight as well, isn't it? If you're making some progression and, and they give you Peter Yan as a fight, that's you really got to think think about taking that one. Yeah, I'm, well, you, I'm not one of those people, yo, know, to turn down fights. I don't think Peter Yan would ever turn down a fight himself, but I got a feeling there'll be some people who would turn down Peter Yan for a fight. You know, like no, I'm not fighting him. Yeah, you know, I, I can see because now people don't realise it is a business and it's a winning business and PEF is not an easy fight at all and you probably get a bit more bang for your buck where you fight without no disrespect you fight someone like Uriah Faber sure. you know he, he's a massive name that's now a good, that's a he, good he, shout he's, he's accomplished himself right yeah um, and he's a massive name yeah and he's and coming he may, back and he may be I'm not saying it's an easy fight, but he may be an easier fight than a Peter Yan. Okay, okay. Uh, so let's have a little look at some some of the other action that, that happened that night, and let's go straight to that that flyweight title with Shevchenko. What a finish that was against Jessica I Now, I mean, when you look at Shevchenko, it's difficult to pick opponents for her after this, after yeah. what she's done, how good she's looked. Bantamweight, she lasts five rounds with Amanda Nunes, winning that last round, making it a, a very close fight. And then she does this to Jessica. I was a, Jessica is tough. She's not. Yeah, she's, she's no joke. And also, she is uh, number one contender. Yeah. So if you, if you knock out the one number one contender out cold, yeah, I mean, I hope everything's okay, but. We heard you could hear that 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 kick. It was like a baseball bat, yeah, bomb. Quite literally, yeah. when they put the when they replayed it with the sound, that it was just that the thud across there. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, like that that division for me is a little bit shallow. I, I mean, I think there's how many female weight? I think there's a four female weight classes. Uh, there's four, yeah. If you're going to count one forty five, which is it's basically just cyborg and whoever whoever they can get to fight. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> But uh, th- this one is fairly new, so, and Shevchenko in her post-fight interview said she want this. She thinks this is the future of of where the the division, the female, where division. she wants to be. That's yeah. where it is. That, I mean, it's the future for her weight class. You yeah, know, I, I do think she was too small for one thirty-five, and one fifteen was a bit too much of a push. So, I think this is the future for her. I think someone like Joanna. I think th- this that was the w- good weight class for her as well. One twenty-five going down to one fifteen was a big, big cut for her. And she's not big enough to be one thirty-five. So I actually do think Joanna is a natural one twenty-five pounder, well, yeah, as well. But the dev already. For each other, so that's that's. Yeah. The, I'll go. I'll go through. We've got the top fifteen here, and if you look at the, the let's just go through the, like the top five, set, oh, even more than that, and go further up. So Jessica I is number one. Uh, she she's just been knocked out in the in the was it second round. But yeah. the first round, she was dominated as well. That was impressive ground stuff from uh, uh, Shevchenko. Then you've got Kathleen uh, Shuk Agayan, uh, who beat. Um, Jojo in a close split decision. Jojo will be, I mean, that was the first fight of the night. I don't know if you got to watch that back, but that was a very, very close split decision between between the two. Catelyn uh, took that one. So she's now in the number two spot. So she's the only one at the minute on that win streak. You've got Liz Carmouche, Joanne uh, and Jacek, Roxanne Modaferi, Joanna Calderwood, and three of those four are on. Uh, have lost their last fight. So in the yeah. top, so you you really are limited as far as as options, but that's and she's I mean like she's she's basically the only two losses she's had on her record are is it, she's lost twice within the, in the within the UFC and both of them are to Amanda Nunes who is a big more thirty five pounder who's actually fought at one forty five yeah. and won the belt up there so yeah, yeah. so not saying um, and also like you say the last one was a split decision you know so <laughs> yeah. she's yeah. 
I'm just think they're going to struggle to find people in that. I mean, if they try and pull off other people from other organisations, you know, you know, sometimes you see other organisations do like a, a fight share sure. where where you, you see some one go go to another promotion to fight and vice versa. Maybe they could do that because I, I know there's other organisations out there with uh, quite a strong uh, ladies division as well. Yeah. So maybe they could do that. But yeah, you got to find some people to fight and. I'll be honest, there's not going to be many people queuing up, you know, to knock on the door to fight her. <laughs> but let's let's talk about her a little bit because she she's she's amazing, mate. First of all, like how dedicated you watch the Instagram, she's constantly training her and her sister non-stop training. That or shooting guns, that's what they're doing. Target practice, <laughs> hilarious. Um, but she is uh, in the post-fight speech. She reeled off a thank you in English, then Spanish, and then Russian. Uh, she's from Kyrgyzstan, and if you follow her on social media, she that got welcome, yeah, the welcome, a hero's welcome. Like the country came out to welcome her back. In a post-fight interview when she was on ESPN, the president of Kyrgyzstan phoned her, her up personally, so she's on camera getting a personal congratulations from the press. That I mean, we might not feel it in in the West how big a star she is, but when you look at that, that's that's superstar status. Yeah, hundred percent. I think like. You get one of those like one of those countries like Connor, Connor did with um, with Ireland. You know, you, when you get a whole nation behind you, it's a very very powerful thing. You know, so uh, honestly, I've never really heard of Kurdistan. <laughs> it, no, it's, uh, it's just a small... stick, stick with me, mate, and I'll take you there. So that's, 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 that's... It's, quite, it's, it's it's a small. It, obviously, it's an old part of uh, USSR. Am I right? Yeah, correct, yeah. yeah, so obviously it's split off. So it's one of those small sort of countries. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so she's putting, like I say, her country on the map, and she's very uh, proud. And, yeah, uh, you know, she does all the dancing as well. She did the, she did the celebratory dance afterwards in the uh, traditional Kyrgyzstan style. She she's superb, and and the questions continuously until that division gets a little bit thicker is is who's going to take take her crown because she yeah. she is something special. Speaking of something special, what a link! Cowboy versus. Tony Ferguson, what a fight that was. Yeah. What a shame yeah. what happened happened. We watched that together, all snuggled up. Uh, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. We actually did. Uh, morning morning cup of tea. Um, we watched that fight and it, 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 I mean, Cowboy looked good, good in the first round. He was certainly catching Tony. I would have given Cowboy that first round, but then Tony Ferguson came out hard and heavy. The pressure, the pace. He doesn't stop. The he elbows coming stop. from yeah. crazy places uh, were, were, were unreal. He looked amazing. Barely broke a sweat, barely, barely broke a breath. Uh, broke Cowboy's nose, though, and the mistake Cowboy made. And as soon as we were watching the corner, I think we both said it, as soon as he touched his nose, he just, we just went, don't blow it. And then as soon as he did, he turned around, <laughs> doing... <laughs> Like, it's literally it's like straight away yeah. like in, he pulled like inflatable life jacket on his yeah. nose like, it <laughs> and I was like wow and then, then he tried to, oh no I'm going to try and push the air back so he said to the doctor can you just push the air oh, that's a that's the cowboy thing to say I, I could almost have pictured the Rocky moment do you know where they cut it but do you know yeah. like it would have deflated like a tyre <laughs> But um, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened in Rocky. Yeah, happened yeah, just, in Rocky. Just, just, cut, just, it, just cut it. Just cut it. Just cut it. Yeah, but that was that was that was a uh, obviously it was real Rocky. But yeah. uh, uh, that was oxygen. So uh, what he what actually happened, and this is what when he Joe Rogan was talking to him afterwards, he said, "I'm a veteran. I shouldn't have done that." When you break your nose like that, sometimes you can uh, where if you pierce where the orbital is. Right? Yeah. Is that correct? And then basically just it just opens up a little hole like you're blowing up a balloon. So he ended up just when he's trying to blow out whatever was in his nose. Um, 
He just filled his eye socket with air. With air, yeah, yeah, with air and whatever other tasty goodness could get in there as well. But uh, there was no way that fight was continuing. As and you could even. It's a shame also because obviously there's a little controversy towards the end of that round because there was a yes, it was it was a late punch and it was actually a hell of a punch as well, mate, wasn't it? But it was actually really on the nose. But uh, obviously his nose was already broken. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that was the. Deciding factor of the of his broken nose with with him blown it, but also some people could have used that and said no no that was and I milk it a little bit, but Cowboy straight away shut it down with, or, or in front of everyone in, in the fans. Yeah, and he said no, and nothing to do with it. I was stupid enough. It, oh, my nose is already broken. Yeah, so yeah, he, I mean he he is a a true true legend. A little, I mean like when people say that, I think that word gets thrown around way too too easily, but. He's one of those people who's an, he's been around such a long time, the most fights, he has so many records, and he's never had, a, uh, a, well, he has, he, he's won the WC belt, but, but he's never won the UFC belt. And I'm just like, how? How's this guy not yeah. done that? How's he, he, not, yeah. he fights, like, when was his last fight before that, three weeks, yes. then he fights Togi Ferguson. It's just crazy. Yeah. This, this guy fights all the time, you know? Like, uh, but Tony Ferguson, on the flip side, I mean, that, that was a TKO victory. And actually, we learned a little bit at the event we were at in Poland as far as when an illegal blow or what is deemed to be the fight-ending strike, how mm. that can affect that being a, a disqualification or no, move contest. It, or, or, or no contest, sorry, or a, a TKO. And because, um, it was Herb Dean explained it to us, because you can go back and watch the footage and it was deemed that his nose was broken beforehand, that's yeah. why it was a TKO, that's why Tony Ferguson takes it. And he was growing into that fight and it was good to see him back. And yeah. what was also good is all the stuff in and around it. Like we watched a few of Always. his interviews. He's He's... He's one of a kind, and we need to look after him, and we need to accept him for whatever. Don't, don't tell don't him. Ask him. Yeah. That's right. Go on. Don't tell him he's looking after because he 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 would uh, tell you to yeah off yeah, you know, something yeah. off yeah yeah because yeah. that's what so one of the journalists asked they said what what have you got to say fans are saying we're worried about you we're not sure you should be back and he said stay in your yeah. lane you know yeah. like it's my you know don't worry about my but you get on with your own stuff yeah you know, if you ask me again i'll tell you to like, all right mate i ain't asking you, I ain't asking you. you know, i wouldn't ask you at all um but he looked good didn't he mate and and as far as what's next they're talking about the rematch of Sorry, which I don't think will happen obviously he's going to he's going to be looking at uh, um, he's going to be looking at Poirier versus Khabib 100% so obviously if anything happens in that fight he will step in I think even if Khabib got injured he'll step in to fight Poirier he just he'd, he would just fight anyone yeah, you know yeah. um, like he says he, he claims to be the champ he says he's the champ I'm the champ he, he refers to himself as, as a champ so he'll just fight anyone um, and like I say Dustin Poirier gets injured He'll, he'll step in there as well. If neither of them get injured, he'll fight the winner. Interesting. Yeah. And he had a few thoughts on that fight as well. So he said he thinks he thinks Dustin's got very good hands. Yeah. He said decent wrestling. He said, but the problem is he boxes off the cage. And he said, as soon as you have your back on on the cage, then that's perfect for Habib. But at some point, he's going to double leg you, take you yeah. down. And this and he actually said, this is how he trains. He said, uh, I've got a full mat laid out the same diameters as the um, uh, UFC cage. He said, but I have no cage wall. He said, so whenever I go back, I never put myself on there. So he, tra- all this weird stuff he does for training. Sense. To me, yeah, but it just, makes sense. But as soon as he gets it, he doesn't let himself get anywhere. If there's no cage wall. I'm sure, there. if you know where the cage wall is, you just, I, I get yeah. that, mate, but this is Tony don't. Ferguson logic we're dealing with here, mate. This is Tony right, Ferguson, right. so I'll give him a call. Yeah, <laughs> but that that would be interesting, and many think, and we were even talking to a few people. Many think that Ferguson 
uh, as the, the most problems for Habib. I, I think for, there's two two fights. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, people are saying that now because it's the most recent memory in your head. Not too long ago, you probably heard on one of the podcasts when I was saying actually we would like to see Justin Gaethje. Cause yes, mate, great shout. So I, I like to see Justin Gaethje fight because yet again, people don't realise Justin Gaethje has a phenomenal wrestling. You know, he just never uses it, um, but he has a, he has a great res- wrestling pedigree as well. So, and he has heavy hands. Yeah. And I think the type of uh, only person. I mean, the type of problem you could give Khabib if he can't get you down and you have to force him to stand on his feet. And I think Ferguson and... Uh, I think Ferguson is actually good on the on, on the ground as well, uh, better than Gaethje, but it's like, can Khabib get Gaethje down? If Khabib gets Gaethje... It's one of those ones... If Khabib gets anyone down, you normally think, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Done. Because there's different levels. It's like... I some people in my weight class I, I've rolled around with over the years and there's always this is just one person you just like this guy just feels like five weight classes above and, and I, I kind of like put Khabib in that bracket he's one of those people you don't know his strength until you feel that strength even though you're like oh no he'll be alright you know yeah, he's my weight class some people just have that extraordinary sort of body position power yeah, and understanding style. technique yeah yeah, yeah. I think I heard Phil Davis saying something like that about me at breakfast the other day as well, mate. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I didn't see it though. So it didn't happen. I can't did believe you did, didn't see it, did mate. Did you get on camera, mate? No, but it's on camera. Oh, but oh. people go. Yeah, if you go onto my, uh, it might have gone by now. But on my story, you saw me. Uh, I pants Phil Davis. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. I pants him. It's you know, it's on camera, camera, mate. Yeah, so someone filmed it for you. Like, like so a friend, a good close colleague. Film that for you, so you have evidence. Well, you should Whereas let you, me know. you were too busy doing Michael Jackson uh, hat moves on yeah, the mate, dance floor. Mate, I, I was trying to bust a few moves, you pull did. some jabs on the dance floor. It was yeah. good. It was good. But look, let's talk about somebody else who uh, will have enjoyed himself after Saturday night. Uh, we have the one, the only, the dentist, Mr. Darren Stewart, joining us on the phone. Darren, great to speak to you. What what a uh, what a, a night for you. What a weekend. Uh, but I see you straight back to reality on the school run this Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no rest for the wicked man. <laughs> so how was Chicago, mate? Let's 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 talk about that because great performance. And I'm just going to preempt this because before before the fight, I spent um, some time in Poland with, with Brad, and we were talking about your fight. And he mentioned low leg kicks. He said he'd been working on them. He was interested to see if you use them in the fight. First two, you drop him twice, mate. Yeah, thank you, B man. Uh, yeah, it was great, man. It's great. It's just I was saying when I was when I was training, I remember saying to Brad like, "Oh, Brad, well, I remember to do it." And he said to me, "Don't be silly. If you're training it in training, you're obviously gonna do it." And I didn't even think about it. I just did it. Then so when I watched the back the fight, I was like, "Oh yeah, I threw two big leg kicks, low calf kicks." <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't just throw two. I reckon that's the quickest anyone's ever been dropped. Not just once, but twice. Off, I'd be interested to see if that's an actual stat in uh, in a UFC fight because that was that was some power. And it wasn't even full power. It was just I I I hit his leg as if I had like shin guards on our sparring. I didn't actually pop a you know pop a football kick it. You know what I mean? It was just like a catch. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They knocked him right right off his feet. You bet. You kind of like. Yeah, you kind of went away from me. You'd done it a couple of times in the first round, and you didn't. I mean, it was very successful when you did it, but you didn't really go back to it too much. Was it? Did you? Oh, hurt yeah, your, did you hurt your foot at one point? Did you kick his knee by accident or something? No, no, no. I did it on purpose, didn't I? I had to change it. I didn't want to keep giving it to him like, oh, he's gonna kick and a kick. So there was a time I can't remember what round it was. I left it for ages. I was like, let him forget about it. Let him forget about it. 
Then I did it again. So I was just trying to switch up the tempo. I was just, I was just trying to spar him, to be fair, man. Just trying to do things. It was one of the first times, I, I think, watching you fight where you actually seen pretty relaxed and you was having loose, fun. Loose, mate. Yeah, loose. You, you started doing the old, like, you know, like Muhammad Ali shuffle and stuff. The and hips like, were yeah, in yeah. there, smiles were out. It was good. Some salsa moves were coming in. <laughs> oh, you know, B knows the salsa moves. <laughs> I should, uh, I should look at the camera and call him out and say, B, look at this footwork. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously going into this fight, if I'm right saying it was your last fight on your contract, yeah, did, yeah, did, correct, did, that, yeah. did that add, add a lot of pressure going into this fight? Is in, you know, you're thinking, oh, I need to win, I'm fighting, fighting for my job, uh, a sense. How, how did you feel leading up to the fight? Uh, yeah, um, it put a little bit of pressure, tiny, tiny pressure. But when I spoke to like, the likes of you and Bola and all my friends and our family, it's just, I just thought, you know what, just, it's what it is, man. There's always other opportunities out there, do you know what I mean? Stop putting smart pressure on yourself. I mean, if they keep you happy, they let you go, you know, it's not the end of the world, you know. If they let you go, you I mean, your family not going to leave, you're not going to die. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? So just go out there and just have fun. I mean, and that's what I did. When they had fun, I mean, I'm just waiting now, really. I was happy, as long as I'm just ended it on a high, you know? Is your management team now in talks about a new contract? Yeah, 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 just waiting, man. Just waiting for that. What's next? So. Hopefully a few extra a few extra zeros. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that, man. Why not? Why not, baby? Why not, indeed? But that that's one one of the things that I, I sort of picked up on as far as watching your fight. You were you were so cool and calm and relaxed, and even when the crowd were booing, you weren't, weren't reacting to that. I mean... I thought it was like a really solid performance, and when they, you put together the, the opponent you had, that Lewis is, is big, he's strong. He wanted to wrestle you, you mate. You, you put a bit of your grappling on show that you engaged the wrestling. I was so impressed with your cage work and, and what you did off of it. it yeah, I fun. know. I know Brad sort of breaking the grip. I know he's sort of breaking the grip. <laughs> Can we do that times? Yeah, when he had I'm your like, back. I know, Brad, I know Brad's watching. Let me break this grip, man. Hey, Cormier saw it as well. He was well impressed with uh, with you fighting the hands there. It was it was very cool. Yeah, man. I mean, and the crew were booing him. The thing is, yeah, the old school down would have like reacted to it. I would have just done something, maybe get a knockout or done something and killed myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just ignored it and just sort of ran through, you know? So it was good, man. I was much more smart this one. So I'm happy. It, it, it was very good. There was one little bit of controversy in there as far as a late punch, but it, everyone put the blame on you, but it, he threw like a really hard punch right after, the, I think it was the first round. And it, he hit you first after the bell, right? Yeah, well, I, I see it now because because everyone, all, even the press were asking you about the late punch. I was like, hang on a minute, you're the one that ate the late punch, and you, and you everyone, just tried to return the favour. Yeah, yeah, but Goddard as well, Goddard as well was on you saying, calm down. I was like, hang on a minute, did you just see him get hit after the bell by that right hand? That was, I thought that was crazy. And it was the best That's shot you got hit by, I think. I thought, I thought it was Marvel. So I was like, yo, yo, come here, let me say that, cool. And then um, I said, no, 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 just leave it. And I touched hands with him. And the, even the press at the back was like, what was that about? So I'm thinking I was marvel. Then when I watched it back, I was like, hold on, it hit me first. Clean. Oh, I, I, like, I, clean. I, also, I, I get this thing because I, when it was happening, oh, let me, it sounded like you wanted to go and have a go at him. That's what, <laughs> I mean, obviously you wanted to go chat to him. So for me, from the outside, when I said that, I thought you wanted to go have a word with him. Like, why did he punch you after the bell? That's what I, I, that's what I looking at it, must have thought. But I, I didn't realise you were saying that about you wanted to apologise. I didn't realise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weak punch anyway, man. You know I got a chin. Weak punch. I'm Listen, still going. That, that... I was in the zone. He got me and I was still trying to go back. <laughs> and when, when, when Goodard jumped in, I was like, oh, wow, where am I? Okay, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> that East London beard was put on show, mate. That is a, that is a solid chin you, you've got there, mate. 
Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. I mean, the the performance, like as far as technique and game plan, that 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 was amazing. But we've we've already kind of touched on it. There seems to be something like mentally that that is that's switched in you a little bit as well. There's there's been some highs and lows with with the UFC uh, run, but this one again, you just look so relaxed. Have you changed anything? What what is it that you're doing differently mentally uh, to be that cool and calm in there like like you were this Saturday? Yeah, and one of my teammates um, introduced me to a performance coach. And with my performance coach, I've been seeing him for about a month month or two. And we've been doing a lot of meditation and yoga. So I do that like, for like breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm always meditating. So I'm meditating day, night, evening, in the change room, everything. So that helped me a lot. Visualization, we're doing a lot of that as well. It was it was it was great, and like like Brad said, just to see you smiling and relaxing, showing showing a bit of those that that footwork and that that salsa moves that that shows how relaxed you were in there. But this is also is this the first full camp you've had where you're a full time fighter? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, that's crazy. One, that is crazy because you've not just been in the UFC for, for like a minute. You've been you've you've been 2016, right? Was your your first UFC fight? Is that right? Yeah, 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 man. And you've all the way through till now, till this last fight, you've been holding down a job and being a dad and doing all that comes with it. Yeah, and I know it's only the last minute people realise, oh, you're full-time now. People thought I was full-time. So don't disrespect me like that. You know what I mean? Like, don't disrespect me like that, man. Come on. Like, you're, taking a, you're taking a miss. Give me credit, man. If anything, yeah. I've done well to actually stay there while working. Do you know what I mean? That's Not amazing. That is amazing. That I was is... getting, I was getting maybe one one hour probably a day probably. I'll go from work, pick him up, then drop him home back at the door again, and then I have one hour session. Like, like there's time where people say, "Yo, Dal, come and do some wrestling on Monday, whatever." Then I'm tired, or I can't go because I'm working. Yeah. All right, look, come and do some um, little gloves. Cause obviously, little gloves and big gloves are totally different. Come do little gloves firing on Thursday. Y'all yeah, come. Oh, don't wait. I forgot. I'm working. You know what I mean? Hold on. What's this? Hold on. Yeah, I'm working. So it just has to stop, man. It just stop when I put the work in. I'm just so happy. But also, I guess that's one thing where I actually paid like dividends in this fight is where your conditioning looked great. And I know you've got a new strength conditioning coach. I I believe that. um, Wait a minute. Is this? Is this who? And this is your quote: "The big idiot." Is that what you called him straight after the fight? Oh yeah, I was yeah. like, he's big. I wouldn't call him an idiot, mate. <laughs> so obviously you changed up, but I guess that's not only with him helping out as well. It's just that you have more time because people don't realize to be a professional athlete, there's so much. Well, to be a professional boxer, no disrespect to boxers, but really all you need is one coach, uh, and then you need to do your pad work, your technical work, a bit of sparring, uh-huh. a bit of strength yeah. conditioning, and that's it. Where in, when when you become an MMA fighter, it's like so much more. You have to go do your ground, you have to do your wrestling, you have uh-huh. to do your, your str- much. It's yeah. so much, and, and like I say, especially if you're trying to hold down a job and trying to fit these, all, something's got to give. So maybe like you were saying before you used to get tired within, within your fights because you couldn't fit in the extra condition you couldn't train twice a day and get used to it so that's why probably yeah, why you're yeah. in you're much better shape and people don't realise as well recovery isn't very important so if you're working all day and you're training you're not going to recover where if you a full time fight you could work you train during the day you, you, you rest in the afternoon then you train again even so you train twice and you have that, that rest in between is very valuable you know so yeah anyway. true recovery is important man I mean I wasn't recovering mentally or physically you know what I mean even though I was at work and my job is that a prison custody officer like we take them to court whatever we sit in court yeah you might think we just sit there but mentally my head's not there because you've got yeah. to think about keys and prison and stuff like that you know what I mean so physically mentally my mind wasn't there you know what I mean so it is a big, big difference, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some stuff online as well. People are like, oh, 
Yeah, the boy in fact, blah, blah, blah. You talking about it? No crap, man. Uh, that's, that's the, the thing. Ever. Ignore it, mate. Ever. That's like they got no those people are keyboard warriors that have no idea no idea what it takes in and I can't even imagine what it's like preparing to fight somebody at the level of a UFC fight and you're doing an hour a day thinking well how many hours are they doing because that's the other side of it right you go to bed and you're thinking well they might have had three sessions today and I've only managed to get what one one set of sparring in a one bit of conditioning that's of course. that's I know difficult for a fact. of course I know for a fact everyone I've fought so far is training schools now I know for a fact. Do you know what I mean? No, I wasn't doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and it still struggled with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Brad, Brad said you look in shape now. I'm, I'm gonna argue, yeah, you, you looked in superb shape all the way through, all the way through the uh, uh, your career so far. But the, that difference of you, it's the, the cardio, the cardio, the, you know, yeah, yeah, three rounds and, yeah. and it not being scary, getting into that third one and still having it in the tank. That's that that was part of the fight in this one as well. Your your cardio was so much better than that than Bevan Lewis's. Yeah, man. I mean, I do. I do a lot. I'm um, a lot of stairs, so we do like my mate's block. My mate that does my conditioning with me. I go to his building and we do like three flights, eighteen floors, like three laps, eighteen floors. And then what we do, we test ourselves with his training camp. So okay, so I done it this week. I done it in um, fifteen minutes. You know, I done it in thirty minutes. I done it in eleven minutes. You know what I mean? So I'm pushing myself each time, and I can't stand it. Just so seriously, I wake up. Five in the morning, go meet my six in the morning. I can't stand doing it, but it's paying off. You ever thought about using yeah. an escalator? <laughs> Is there a lift in that <laughs> building, mate? Come on, dude. Esca- yeah, the escalator. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. The lift broke, to say. You must have gone out and celebrated in Chicago. Can I just ask, is there any Baileys left in Chicago, mate? Oh, I took it all. Oh. And on the plane. And on the plane. <laughs> Listen, I've got one here as well. Be sweet, one right here. Just let me right now. I'll rinse it out. What are you talking about? I was on the plane, yeah. I got my first one. I called her back. Yeah, I said, Can I have another one? She gave me a dirty look. Oh, give me another one. I I don't think it was about you having a second drink. I think she's just confused about like a hard man like you ordering a Bailey's, mate. I think it was like, Yeah, that's it. One of the press guys tried to get me about it as well. So, look, leave me. Let me live. I don't really drink anyway. Yeah, exactly. I'm training God knows how many times a year. Let me drink my Bailey's on the rock. Right <laughs> I know Brad's probably taking a mick right now. I know oh, like, mate. I never take the mick out of you. Yes. Ever. Uh, obviously, we your salsa dancing moves. Did you uh, put them on display that night? Did you go anywhere? Uh, no, I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't do no salsa right there, man. It's hard to find that. There's no time. Once I come at the venue and then we go out for a little drink or so, let you know you've got to be packing and then check out. It's just not enough time, man. Well, you mean, normally, mate, mate, I'm not telling you how, how to live your life. Normally, when you fight out in America, what you do, you fight, right? You win like you just did. You go out, you stay out all night, and then you get on the plane the next morning. And you miss your flight, yeah. And yeah then then you, you're in the bad books <laughs> with the missus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that. I didn't sleep. I def- definitely did that. I was up for about probably 30 hours in total. Yeah, but yeah, but did you not go out that night and like go to some sort of like club? normal club? When I said yeah, salsa, yeah. I mean like, I mean you could dance salsa into any music really. You know, you just swing your hips a little bit on the dance floor, and you know they love it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was I was doing salsa out in Poland, it, it, mate. He was he was he was he was on the salsa sauce and the salsa out in Poland as well. But what you can't see is he's moving his hips while he's talking right in front of me. But I've seen video of you actually doing salsa, mate. You you are legit. Legit. Oh, thank you, thank you. I do try, I do try. Where, where, where do you get those moves? Like, is that is that something you've done for years, or is it something you do with your, your wife, your partner? I started off. I started off on YouTube. I was like, on my missus, um, Latina. So 
One time I went out for a birthday, and when I went there, and I was standing there like a donut. Everyone's all dancing, and I didn't know what was happening. Do you know what I mean? I said, you know what? How's she out there dancing? And I don't know, innit? So I'm not having it. I like challenges, innit? Do you know what I mean? If you show me something, I'll do it. I love it, mate. Is this so you went on YouTube and just learned off YouTube? YouTube, listen, I went on YouTube, yeah? And then I used the wall, like leaning the wall, to represent like you're holding a girl, and I practiced my footwork. I said, okay, look, I'm going to go out tonight. How can you watch a video when you're looking at the wall? Uh, the laptop's there at the side. Don't try it, please. The laptop's there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it. The laptop's there at the side, innit? I did my thing. I went out. And then I know one girl won't like it. And then one girl might say it's all right, whatever. I said, it's not good enough. I'll go back again. I'll practice and practice and practice. Did you, so, uh, yeah, any, uh, did you at any point reach, in, uh, reach over and trying to give the, the wall a little bit of a kiss? Right. <laughs> yeah, I drew a picture in the wall and everything. <laughs> in a in a perfect situation, how's the rest of this year look look for you? Um, well, right now I'm I'm feeling good, I'm feeling great. Um, good energy around me, and I'm looking like a good future. I can see, so I'm looking like the rest of the year is looking great, man. I mean, obviously you don't know until it happens, but I'm looking to go again. Hopefully, uh, would you want to find once so. again, twice maybe? Yeah, oh, of course. You know how yeah. it is, man. But yeah. it's not me, man. You know, they, they make you sit there and wait for four or five months. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely looking to go at least twice in the year, man. The year is well, there anybody... I mean, I'm in good headspace now, so I think I'll be good. Is there anyone you kind of like, you know, obviously sometimes when you have... Uh, people in, in, in your in your weight class that you look at and think oh, I like one mind find that sometimes that does help obviously when you call out names saying I'll, I'll no, not in disrespectful way but I really like a fight with this guy I think it'd be a really good matchup is there anyone in the on the roster that you're looking at at the moment going on oh, yeah that? he was there man but I called him Salt Bay Donut man, he tried it man, but they got rid of him. Theodora, whatever. Oh name. yeah, Elias yeah, Theodora, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one one fan was like, oh, this is like being generous. I think, oh, you should fight Darren. You guys should fight. No, they do on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah. then he was like, oh, I ain't fighting him. He's got a bad record in UFC, not even top fifteen. So I saw that. I was like, oh, well, like, well, did you get turned down by the Invicta Ringman? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I thought, who are you talking to? Who are you talking about, man? Let's go. So I mentioned one time, I said, oh, may I have this dance, didn't it, yeah? And he's like, no, 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 you're not, you're not worthy and all that crap. Oh. I, just heard, I just heard that they got rid of him. I'm, I wish I'd spoken on mic. I would have said, look, bring him back for one time, man. <laughs> He's there, bro. <laughs> Okay, now maybe so, now you're not really gonna fight Salt Bay. How about uh, yeah. uh, anyone else? So, yeah, I would like to face like uh, like you at home, man. I know we're good as well, and obviously Bevan just fought him last, but I think me and him be a good match as well, man. He's a cool guy. That could actually even make sense because considering you both just uh, well, you just both beat the same guy, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it'd be a good, be a good one, man. Actually, actually, Bevin Lewis is looking really good within the uh, the fight with UI Hall. Then, then he actually got caught in the last round. So, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, Bevin Lewis is a tough guy, man. I mean, Bevin's a tough guy. I just train really hard. You know, what I'm saying I've broken down mentally, so, so he's definitely a tough guy. I respect to. And you you said after the fight you you want a little break because you you cut. And is this right? You you trained pretty much from November, so you you were set to fight. And then you, they didn't get you a replacement opponent for London, so then you were put on this card, which, which is a little yeah. blessing in disguise that everything happens for a reason and all that. But that's that's a long time to be in camp six, waiting. You've been like you've been out six months, wasn't it? First fight in six months, I guess. Yeah, man, it's been a long time, man. I mean, after November, 
had a little break for Christmas, but then bang, it went on from there. Like, especially being out for six months, not having a proper job, <laughs> you want to yeah. fight, yeah. Exactly. Your man. longest layoff and you weren't working. But I do like like what he's added to his routine now, is meditation. So if the wife comes in and he's asleep on the couch and just, babe, I'm meditating. This is my mind coach stuff, yeah? <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, go, go go feed the four-month-old four and the other kids. I think that works with Sarah. <laughs> oh, you know that. I might try that with Sarah. Oh, you know that, man. I like it. But, but uh, I mean, how hard was that time out? And now, obviously, you want a little break, but you said, ask me again Monday after in one of your interviews. And, and, and how do you feel? I mean, if you watch the fight back, you're getting a little tingles thinking, do you know what? I feel good. And uh, let's, 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 let's keep this work going. Yeah, 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 definitely. I watched the fight. I can't stop watching, to be fair, man. I mean, it's, it's just happy to see me do me. If you watch my, all my fights, you'll see a different. That's why when Bevan was, I, I knew if Bevan was trying to prepare for me, it'd be crazy. Because every fight of mine is different. I don't know who is he preparing for. But this one here was me. This one here was me. I was just happy to watch. Like I was, I'm moving like I was in training. Like on this trip, I'm not even lying. Um, obviously I had like little exchanges, but the way I was moving and fitness, right? I probably I was I wanted to get 100. percent I was probably going like 60, 70. So I'm not even up it. I was just being myself, and it just shows that I need to up it and I can still beat people. That that time will come for like the top 15 or so. You know what I mean? So I'm just happy to see myself be happy, man. Smiling, now, dance and everything like that. You have for me a state as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's great to see, man. Great to watch. Honestly, mate, thank you so much for the time. So so pleased with how everything's going, and good luck with that those contract negotiations. I'm sure that performance has uh, woken the UFC up a little bit as well, and, and hopefully you'll get you'll get the paycheck you what you deserve, and uh, and then we'll find out what's next for you, mate. Lovely. Thanks for having me, guys, man. I'll fun. see you Thursday. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, also, just let people know where they can follow you on Instagram and uh, and on social media because you've got you've got a great account. So let people know. Yeah, so Instagram you can follow me at Darren underscore MMA, and that also goes for the same as Twitter, Darren underscore MMA. All right, mate. Well, thanks for the time. Look, take care. All the best, mate, and uh, enjoy it. All right, take care, Darren. Uh, thank thank you. you, guys. See you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. He's a happy man, isn't he? He is. I'm a happy man now. What an energy he's got. <laughs> yeah. I feel like jumping up and dancing next to that wall. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he's a fun, fun guy to be around. And like, people don't realise, he's like, he's super professional as well. Like, he's always on training before time. If that makes sense. Like, always, yeah. like, training starts at 11. If you turn up at 11 for me, you're late. You know, like, to be on time, you have to be early. And he's always early. He's like a, a really true professional, you know, and that and it shows, it shows, it shows with his work ethic and, and now it's paying, especially now becoming, it's scary. Now he's, I didn't, I, I didn't realise that he, now, uh, when now it makes a lot of sense why he don't make it all the time in the morning. So like, where, where is he? Where's he been? No, now it makes <laughs> Doing sense. Doing a proper job, mate. No, I'm like, oh, he's trained really good for this camp. He's been in all the time. But now it makes sense to me. But, um, yeah, so like it, it's scary to see like now he's a full time athlete to to see to see the growth uh, and to see my snake for for the dentist. You know? uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And how did how did negotiations work like that? Did you ever get down to your last fight and, and negotiate from that? Is it a case that the UFC then come at you and just throw throw yeah. a, a number of fight at you? Or I think that's kind of like a new thing. As in, like, I always negotiate. Uh, for me, I always they renegotiated with me before I went into my last fight. Okay. Because I, I, my, my eyes, I, I think it's because they didn't want you to have your last fight and leave and go to another yeah, organization. Exactly so yeah. they always, you know, 
I don't know if it's a new thing now because there's a few people. I, I would say it was because I'm a special person, never wanted to li- let me li- go. But I, I think there's some other people, you know, Yare will agree. Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. did. I think Sage Northcott did. That's right. A few people have done that, you know, and and what happens is, is and they try and renegotiate a contract. Like Kyoji Horiguchi, he was another one who, who, who was high up in the flyweight division. Um, he, his contract ran out. They offered him a new contract and he wasn't as big as the one he was getting over on Ryzen. Uh, and he went to Ryzen. Okay. So it, it's kind of like an, a, a newer thing, you know. Um, but he's put himself in a good spot. There. 100%. That performance, yeah, that to. opponent he took on. I don't think I, I'll be able to go into my last fight not knowing you know like what's next don't get me wrong they could cut you all the time anyway really um so when the, people don't realize as well is when you sign a contract for the ufc and you sign a five fight deal doesn't mean they have to honor you five fights they could cut you before you even have a fight as in the, just because you signed no, for them there's it no guarantee it doesn't guarantee you guarantee five fights you know? yeah yeah uh, so as far as fights as well coming up there's a little break I think we've got a little break in the action the next fight is June 22nd that'll be June 23rd uh, that's a UFC fight night which is uh, Moicano taking on the Korean zombie that's a hell of a fight that is it's a great, well, event. any fight that these two guys are in I've always been a fan of and like you say um, you always need two p- good fighters to make the fight if that makes sense uh, and these two yeah never in a boring fight uh, <laughs> Zom- Korean Zombies is crazy uh, and Makano is so super talented so talented I, I was really surprised that they actually got beat by Aldo I actually thought yeah. he'll beat Aldo you know I'm like yeah but Aldo raised to that. That was yeah, that did. was a really impressive performance from Aldo. Because I think he was he was by far the underdog, despite being arguably one of the greatest featherweights to uh, to ever do it. Um, and Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, is coming off the back of his loss to uh, Yari Rodriguez. That's right. Isn't and that, that, yeah. that was a crazy fight that, as well. And potentially the greatest ever finish in UFC history. And I, I mean, I have to try and recap my brain, but I believe that the zombie was winning. I think it was close, but it was that last exchange with a spinning elbow, up elbow. It wasn't a spinning elbow. It was just, it was like he, du- you know, he ducked down. Yeah, uh, looked like he was uh, going to go for a takedown, but then threw uh, an upward right. back elbow. That's and, right. Like, it, it, it Crazy, and it was right at the last it, in the, the last part. They're of the sort round. of things you never like. You don't practice. You know, it's just like going back to some people just have that kind of creativity within within fights that are so special like someone like a Ferguson who just does not does stuff that was just like you don't think of he, he throws a jab and a kick with the same hand you know like yeah. what, yeah, what, that's, what, that's what right. are you doing we saw that he was throwing his what, left jab and a, and a high, high kick as well yes, like, what? Well, that makes no sense who's, no, who's padding that combo who's padding <laughs> yeah. that combo somebody yeah. with a couple of black There's eyes a few I'm people guessing. like that I would hate to be their pad man because yeah. like I hard time. I honestly believe they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So how am I supposed to know? <laughs> you know what I just doing? pad everything, mate. Just yeah. standing on the Literally, big marshmallow what, contest. What, just you, beat see, me up. you see, you see, him with uh, Tony Ferguson's uh, training. He does some mental things, and that's yeah. probably why. Because no one, you can't know an old password. Yeah, just unorthodox training methods and uh, uh, crazy. But that's that's that fight. That card alone is worth it for that fight just because what anything can happen in that main event but then underneath that the co-main event you've got the rematch between John Lineker and Rob Font 2016 they fought Lineker won by unanimous decision since then they've both gone four and two uh, and uh, I think Lineker is stepping in it was supposed to be Cody Stammen uh, taking on Rob Font but Lineker has stepped in which is something he asked for he was complaining about not getting enough fights He's, they've put him in against Rob Font 
it's, it's a rematch not everyone was asking for, but it, uh, it's interesting as far as Lineker is number 10, Font number 12, trying to really establish himself in that top 10 and, and to move forward. They, they need a good win on this one. Yeah, this is a good, good, good I think it's a good fight for the division. Uh, uh, Font, for me, he's... Uh, the size is going to be a big, big size to him. How, how tall is Rob Fun? I think Rob Fun is like six foot something, isn't he? He is. He's tall. He's very tall. But they have four. So it's not. He's and, five eight. He's five eight. But he, no, and five eight versus five three. So yeah. So there, there is a high, 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 high range. I believe that Rob Fun is southpaw as well. Um, or is he orthodox? I don't know. But he's very, he's very rangy sort of striker. You know, he, he, I, I've been a fan of him. And Lineker is just Lineker. He's just like... You know what you're getting. Just by, by bomb down after bomb piece. after bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hurt, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to hurt the day after. He just, he just tries to hit you. And that's, that's it. <laughs> hit any part of you, you know. So the, the fight that... Um... That rematch that maybe not everyone was after is going to happen as a co-main event. So it will be exciting because it's uh, Lineker in a fight and Font is itching to get that win back. But the fight nobody knew that we wanted that was mentioned on social media today. Tom Cruise versus Justin Bieber. Tom Cruise has been called out by the Biebster himself. Have you seen this? I, I still... Um... I can't. I don't believe it. Uh, I mean, I I've got a feeling this is it's fake. On, it's, it's on the internet, mate. How can it be fake if it is on the internet? Holy Bieber. Yeah, Holy Bieber. So Justin Bieber tweets out, "I want to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight in the octagon." Tom, if you don't the, take, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me let me pull you just back. Yeah, a please try. Right in the octagon. So they want to make it. It's not just a he's box. Tagged, he's tagged. It's not a boxing match. He's he wants tagged to do Dana a White. fight. Oh see, my yeah. god. So, he wants to challenge Tom Cruise to a fight Please. in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared and you will never live it down. <laughs> oh my Who is willing to put the fight on? At Dana White, question mark. But, okay, right, right. As much as... But, oh, my days. Okay, as much as, like... Don't get me wrong, I'll tune in to watch it. I will watch that fight. I think, But I think if you did that in the UFC, it makes a mockery of people trying so hard. You, know, you see people on the Dana White Contender Series, you know, crying at the opportunity to get in the UFC. Yeah. I just think that's a bit of a slap in the face to the sport. Right, I, I, I Put it on. Put this fight on 100%. You know, a bit like KSI versus whatever his name, uh, Logan, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, Paul Logan, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah. Do that in a ring. Do it in a, yeah, do, do this, your own separate organization, uh, organization show. Promotion, yeah. Promotion just for that fight alone, have an undercard underneath it. You'll be able to make a lot of money on pay-per-views just for that fight alone. Please do not put it on the UFC. Well. Conor McGregor has stepped in. Oh, my God. Here we go, mate. We Brace go. yourself. Conor McGregor <laughs> oh said, God. if Tom Cruise is man enough to accept this challenge, McGregor Sports and Entertainment will host the bout. Does Cruise have the sprouts to fight like he does in the movies? Stay tuned to find out. I see this is where Conor McGregor is actually being quite clever being a businessman. Yeah, mate. He, he wants to take that money away from the UFC and do his own little promotion and, and like, be an Oscar Del Hoya kind of promotions. I, I mean, for me... So, for me, for me, that makes sense. Right now, let's 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 get your picks then, mate. So Justin Bieber versus Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I think he's fifty six. Justin Bieber, oh. I don't know how old he is, but Bieber has trained with Mayweather. Let's not forget that the money Mayweather. Tom Cruise obviously done lots of martial arts training for his movies. What 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 are you thinking stylistically, Brad Pickett? How does Justin Bieber match up to Tom Cruise? I mean, this is just like this is the most stupidest question. Listen, I've you're ever a professional. Had. You should be able I've to look at their body types. Oh, you know, you've never watched a Mission Impossible. 
Yeah. Yes, you've seen Tom Cruise throw a punch. Well, no, I haven't. Not have really. you late at night watched Justin Bieber's concerts? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's there you go. Me, that's it? exactly. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you watched Justin Bieber's concerts? Have you ever seen him perform live? No, not live, as in on TV or whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah? yeah, yeah, you have. So oh, you've yeah. seen him move, all right. Now, as an expert in this field, as somebody who has carved out. You're it's not only... happening, mate. Honestly, it but won't happen. I'm asking. I'm asking you to break them down stylistically. Who, who's got it? What are we looking at? What attributes will they each need to use to beat? Each well, other? straight away, you gotta go with the youth of Bieber for one. Yeah, I, I'm 40 years of age and I've, I feel broken. So yeah. I don't know why. Have you seen Tom Cruise? He's an absolute dime piece, mate. He's in Top yeah. Nick. Yeah. Top Nick. Okay. Yeah. But I don't. I'm honestly gonna put my, put my out there. It's not happening. But mate, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. So if if it does happen, though, surely, surely Tom Cruise, his walkout song, has got to be Danger Zone, right? Oh, mate! Can you yeah, imagine yeah. that? See, tingles already. Highway I have... to the danger zone, danger zone. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay, got to be, it. mate, hasn't it? Yeah. So that's it. So they should make it just for the walkout, just for Tom Cruise's walkout. They should make it a film. They should make it a film. And they should make a film about the film. A documentary, Netflix, sign it yeah. up. Let's do this. That's it. So, after talking about the big, the big fight on everybody's lips, Tom Cruise versus Justin Bieber, we're going to call, call an end to the show right there, mate. So, that that's it. And if uh, for all your BT Sports uh, information on the next fight night, check their social media, at BT Sport on Instagram, at BT Sport UFC on Twitter. And as far as what's happening with the show, so we are in talks with some sponsors about the show. They're ongoing. Hopefully, it's going to get signed, sealed, and delivered. So uh, stay tuned. Keep in touch with us on our social media at one underscore punch for Mr. Bradley Pickett at Brian Lacey MMA for me. Stop waving at the camp. Stop, stop it, mate. He's putting me off. <laughs> sorry, mate. That's sorry. Hilarious. Uh, at Brian Lacey MMA for me. We're going to keep you tuned. So we are in talks with people to try and get this signed fully and to continue it. Uh, so keep bugging BT Sport. Uh, keep writing the reviews, and hopefully we will see you back here very soon. Any any messages for the wonderful people that have supported us so far on this BT Sport? It's journey? been a special journey. Um, yeah. I think with me and yourself, our relationship has blossomed. Oh, yeah. So in Poland, it certainly yeah, it blossomed. And, it nearly uh, went too far, mate, to be honest. Uh, I, I believe our listeners listeners uh, are blossoming. I think we're all are one, so we we need to keep this going, 100%. So, but hook by quote, we need to get this uh, um, podcast um, sponsored. Sponsored. It sponsored and done. Yeah. It has to be, mate. It has, it has to be. be. You, you, uh, what I like there is you made that little bit Scientology-like, like we're all one. All this Scientology, stuff. isn't that what Tom Cruise... Uh, that was, that yeah, was yeah. the link, mate. That's why I said it. Okay, yeah, that's it. You see, okay. that's, good job we're always on the same level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How's right. that knee? It's, it's not bad, but you, you can test it. And I actually don't touch me, mate. Yeah. I'm going to cry. All right, okay. so we're off into the danger zone. See you later. Thanks for listening. Hmm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.